and I have one more little announcement as we go into our reading. Um, we're going to be looking at the genealogy in Matthew, and so I'm about to say a lot of names. So if you want to grab one of those little pencils in front of you, um, and if you would want to write down in your bulletin or a scratch piece of paper a name you recognize, or a name that you know something about that I'm about to say, I invite you to do that, and we'll see how many we know and how many we remember. So take a minute, grab those pencils. And Greg, you can't list all of them. <laughs> Our gospel today from Matthew chapter 1. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Aram, and Aram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asaph, and Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Zalathiel, and Zalathiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abuid, and Abuid the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathen, and Mathen the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. Praise the Lord. That's why they sent me to seminary, so I can read all of those names. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Now we'll get to your names that you recognize in just a minute, but something that I've been noticing a lot lately is that whenever I sit down and talk with people about faith, about connection to God, there's this piece that always seems to pop up in those conversations. Names. In our Sunday adult education throughout the year, whenever we talk about connection, about belonging, about welcome, about the way Jesus cares for those he meets, we talk about the importance of names. My whole beginning of faith as an adult was sparked by a moment at the communion rail when the pastor reached out to me with the bread, the body of Christ, and said, Is this Megan? Megan, this is the body of Christ given for you. Names are important. I was recently at a conference, and one of the icebreakers they had us do with people we didn't know was to sit down and spend three minutes telling this new person that you didn't know how you got your name. And what an interesting conversation that came out of that for each of the different partners that talked about how they got their name. Some of them were very simple, and it was just that's the name my parents liked, and some had this big, long history behind them. Even outside of the church, when trying to build community, when trying to create connection with students or volunteers or even guests at the gym, studies show that learning names, calling people by their names, is incredibly important. Um, they all, my place where I work out, they make a point that every single staff member learns every single name of everyone who walks into the door. And so you talk about hospitality and welcome, and also a real good way to convince you to keep going, even when it's Christmas time and you have a hurt toe and you don't really want to work out. Knowing that there are people who know your name who miss you is a huge way of building community. Names give us a sense of belonging, a sense of where we come from, a sense of who we are. So it's no wonder, it's not a surprise, that names are important. And even in our scripture, names have power, have meaning, and have significance. Even when we're listing off a million names like we do when we read genealogies. There were a lot of names in our readings today, especially from Matthew. And how many of you actually scribbled down one name that you heard? Kathy. Okay, a few. I see. Greg is writing about the whole bunch. I thought I told him, do you pull out a Bible? Yes. <laughs> you told me I wasn't allowed to write them down. Write all of them. <laughs> but I, I need to go back and make sure that I get the ones that I know. For those of you who, who have a name stand out to them, uh, what name stood out to you from that whole long list? Solomon, Abraham, Joseph, Jehoshaphat, Joseph, Joseph, David, David, Ruth, Tamar, Tamar, yeah, Achim, Emmanuel, which is my middle name. Emmanuel, which is your middle name, of course. Of course, it's going to stand out. It's a good middle name. These are a lot of names, a lot of people. So Abraham, we know, is sort of like the the head honcho patriarch of the Jewish tradition. And all of the promises that were given to him, we inherit as part of Jesus' promises to us. Ruth, who has her own book in the Bible. Oh! Are you just adjusting?
jungle gym over there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and she decided that she was going to try to wrench my ankle. Okay. Wow. That sounds ashy. There are so many different names and different people that are in this genealogy. And my favorites are some of the maybe less, uh, the people we don't normally talk about in church names that we get in our readings today. So we know Jesus was descended from Abraham and David, and that fulfills the prophecies from Scripture about what family the Messiah would belong to. And along with prophecy, it's also about Jesus belonging to God and belonging to the people who belong to God. But this is also a long ancestry of brokenness, of real humanity. Like, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and maybe Jehoshaphat are names that have some level of honor and respect to them, but people like Tamar, who posed as a temple prostitute so her father-in-law Judah would perform his duty after her husband died, is a surprising name to find in the ancestry list of Jesus. Similarly, Rahab, who ran an inn of ill repute in Jericho, and who helped the Israelite spies and so was saved because of that, is a surprising person, a surprising name to see in this list of Jesus' ancestors. And this genealogy tells us that Rahab ended up being the mother of Boaz, who married Ruth, a foreign woman who has her own book in the Bible. And all of these names are people who are part of Jesus' story. The fact that these names are included in this genealogy is so powerful to me because it's a reminder that for all of Jesus' divinity, being the Son of God, he is also the Son of Man, with all of that brokenness, all of that humanness in his lineage as part of this relationship that he has with us too. And I just find so much hope and solace in that. And I find some joy in Jesus' not-so-pristine family tree. All of which leads to Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born. And we don't talk much about Joseph, but in Matthew, Jesus has all of these connections to the history of the Jewish, Jewish people through him. It's Joseph's genealogy that Jesus becomes part of. And even throughout our Matthew reading today, there are more names telling us about who Jesus is. As Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant, as he plans to dismiss her, an angel appears to him. The angel calls Joseph by name, calls him son of David, reminding Joseph of who he is, where he came from, and to whom he belongs. Reminding him that he is seen for who he is as Joseph, but also that he belongs to this line of David, to this chosen people of God, reminds Joseph that Joseph belongs to God. And the angel tells Joseph not to be afraid, and explains the whole Holy Spirit conception thing to Joseph. And the angel tells Joseph to name the baby Jesus, because this baby will save his people from their sins. The Gospel writer Matthew tells us that all of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. They shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us which is Steele's middle name. Now you all know. <laughs> Names are important. They can give us a sense of who we are, a sense of where we come from, and a sense of belonging. So who is Jesus? Son of David, son of Joseph, 
Son of God, Messiah. Where does he come from? The Holy Spirit, Abraham, Ruth, Joseph, Mary, from a long lineage of chosen people, of broken people, of saved people, from the beginning, Father, Son, and Spirit, God reaching into the world to bring us all together. Jesus has always belonged with God and with humanity, Emmanuel, God with us. And I know a genealogy doesn't sound like the most exciting way to prepare as we get closer and closer to Christmas, closer and closer to celebrating Jesus' birth. And maybe I'm just a really big nerd because it is exciting to me. Because names are important. As much as we find ourselves repeating that in our conversations, in our education, in our society, it's still hard sometimes to make those actual connections, to learn those names, to belong to one another in community together. And there are a lot of names we don't learn. Maybe it's the names of those who have come before, the genealogies, the lists of history that just don't seem that interesting to us. Maybe it's the names of those who are in need in our community. I think often of how we fail to connect with those who are experiencing homelessness, with those who seem different or strange to us. How often do we walk by without making eye contact, let alone talking to someone and learning their name or their story? Maybe in our own lives, we're feeling unknown or unseen. Maybe we've been waiting for someone to ask us our name, to call us by name. Maybe we are waiting to be connected, to help feel like we belong somewhere. Maybe during this Christmas season, you're wondering where you belong, to whom you belong. And for all of that, for all of those wonderings, for all of those sorrows, for all of those failures, we're preparing for Christmas. We're preparing for the one who knows our names, who calls us by name. Jesus, the one who saves, who goes to the cross to save us all. Emmanuel, God with us, who comes to us as a child in a manger to be with us, to walk with us, to be in relationship with us, to know our names and to call us children of God, Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord, who has given us grace for the sake of his name, calling us to belonging with him, so that we can find belonging wherever we're from, wherever we are together with Christ, so that we might welcome and connect with those we meet, continuing to find belonging and community together, so that we can be reminded that names are important, and no matter what we might be going through during this holiday season, God knows our names, and God is with us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.